Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you guys. Um, so I haven't met you before. My name is Tim, and we're going to keep going in this series called The Way. Um, and we're actually yeah, starting chapter 6 of Matthew, so we're kind of moving into a bit of a new section. We're doing this for two more weeks, and then we'll have a break, then we'll come back and do some more. Um, and yeah, these, these are really interesting verses um, where Jesus, again, is, is the master of life. He's the creator. He's come to save us by dying for us, but he's also come to reveal the way, the true way of life, what it truly means to be human, what it means to live in God's kingdom. And we've been tracking with what he's been saying as we go through, and this is sort of this new section now. And as, as you heard, and as we go through, Jesus starts to warn about some dangers, things to be aware of in life, traps even, that, that can cause us not to actually be able to live in this kingdom to the full, fullness, but actually kind of distract from it and make it difficult. And as we go through these sections, the two sort of summary of them is basically seeking to impress or live for the approval of people is the first trap. And the other trap is seeking security in wealth and treasure on earth, which we'll get to a little bit later. But Jesus starts talking about these two traps and actually says, what does it look like to live not in bondage to them or not being distracted by them, but to live and fulfill what he was doing in us to live in his kingdom and to grow the kind of, to be the kind of people that he's called us to be. So we're going to go through just these four verses, give some commentary on it. There's some really interesting things that he gets to, especially, particularly with our heart motivations is what he's really talking about today. And then we'll kind of bring it around. What, what, why is this important? What does this really mean? And some application at the end. So I might pray and then we'll get right into those um, verses from Matthew 6. Jesus, we just thank you so much that, that you're present with us. Um, and yeah, Father, that you know everything. You, you're with us and you also know our hearts um, like nobody else. Um, that you're with us in secret and that you love us and you care for us. And we just pray, Father, would you speak um, through your word? Um, would you free us from the traps that are around that, that can distract from what you have for us and the fullness of life that's available? We just pray this in your name. Amen. So we're calling this Jesus and giving because Jesus, this, this first paragraph is, is mostly around giving. Next week we'll talk about prayer and then also fasting. But you'll see this first verse is a summary of all of those. This is what he says. Be careful, so it's a warning, not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. So 6 verse 1 is like a summary verse. And then he gives three examples. So we'll look at giving just kind of today, but we're kind of just making this as a, mostly an intro of this theme. Then next week we'll look at prayer, and then in a, after the next series we'll look at fasting as well. Now this is interesting. Jesus is talking about practicing righteousness, or um, in the summaries is things like that, giving to the needy, praying, fasting, probably not as common today, but was very common back then. That's what people, people did. If you, if you were following God, big things, main things that you would do would be to give to the poor, pray, and fast. Today, maybe it's more going to church, reading the Bible, praying. Um, these, these are good things, right, that actually are done to grow with God. But Jesus says there's a danger with them. And the danger is doing them to be see, for people to do them so that people can see them. Now, this is confusing as well, though, because Jesus... Just before this, in Matthew 5 said, let your light shine to the world so that people can see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus is saying, do these things so people can see them. But now he's saying, don't do them 
so people can see them. And it's this confusing thing, right? And he's not, the, the interesting thing, if you look at the actual issue and what he says in these verses, is important. He's not saying, don't let people see you do these things. Because that, that's kind of impossible in some ways and means that I shouldn't have just prayed in public then, <laughs> like the, the next, in the next paragraph. Like, it means if you do anything good, it has to be, like, that's not what he's saying. If you read it particularly, he says, be careful of doing these things in front of others to be seen by them. Or another translation says, in order to be seen by them. So it's not, being seen is not the issue. What he's saying is the issue is an issue of motivation. Why? Why are we praying? Why are we giving? Why are we fasting? And if the, if the reason that we're doing it is so that people will see us, then he says, if you do that, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. This is interesting. Jesus is talking about motivation and he's talking about rewards. And it's, that's interesting. So as we go through, I want to sort of just, may not be what we think. This is what he says. So when you give to the needy, so Jesus assumes, again, this is everyday practice, a big part of being a Jewish was to give to the poor. So when you do it, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Now this is kind of meant to be comical in some ways, right? Like, like imagine that someone's coming, imagine like we just took up the offering just then, like someone's brought a trumpet to church, like, like look, I've got this big offering, like, like all these coins, just like, so everyone can hear it. Like, like Jesus is sort of making a joke in some ways, but at the same time, it seems like this is what people did. Like, people would give, but they would want people to notice. They would give, and maybe give big amounts, but it would be so, they got attention from others. Um, again, it might be the coins, like they, they can hear the coins going down. It might be that they just sort of drop it. Do you know how much I gave on Sunday? Like, like whatever it is, the motivation is for that reason. And this, this can be true today as well, right? Like often it's easier to get people to give to a cause where there'll be some sort of recognition, where there'll be a name on a plaque or something like that. Uh, one author I was reading said, it's easy to get people to donate to a building when their name will be on the plaque. It's hard to get people to donate to the maintenance of the building. Like, no one will ever know about that. Like, like that's, that's hard. Like, um, so this, this, is a, this is a motivation, right, that, that's, that's there. But Jesus says, if that's the motivation, that's, and you, you, you get recognition. People will recognize you. He says to them, to the people who are doing that, who are announcing, I'm giving this much, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. If that's what they wanted, they wanted to be recognized as being generous, as being religious, as being someone who follows God, that's what they get. But Jesus says, but when you, the people he's talking to, when, when you guys, the guys who are living in the kingdom, when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And you're like, well, how do you do that? <laughs> like, that is hard. It's like, like, don't bring any attention even to yourself. Like, like, just do it and then just forget about it. Like, like the way that when you're driving your car and you just all of a sudden realize you've been driving for half an hour and you've just done it so naturally without even thinking about it. Like, let your giving be like that. You just, it just happens and you don't even really realize. You don't draw attention to it yourself. You don't draw attention to other people. So that your giving may be in secret. So he says, actually, give in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. 
This is so interesting, right? Jesus doesn't say what we might expect him to say. What is he concerned about? He's, he, it's interesting. Like, like people talk about hypocrites in the church and they're really concerned. Well, it, it, if people are hypocrites, in it, like if people are just giving so that people see them, like that just is bad. That just shows the world that we're not genuine. And that, that's true. But that's actually not what Jesus is worried about here. What is Jesus concerned about? He's actually concerned about our reward. He says, if you do good, if you give in order to be recognized by others, that will happen, but that's all that will happen. Whereas if you give in secret, your Father who sees in secret will reward you. You'll receive the reward of the Father. The interesting thing, Jesus doesn't say, well, no, you should just give because it's the right thing to do. Or you should just give because people are in need. And again, he's not even saying like, well, you just shouldn't care what anyone thinks of you. You should just be true to yourself and just, just sort of live your own world. Don't, don't worry about other people. Don't worry about anything else. Jesus, the issue is actually not don't have an audience. Like don't, don't be aware of what people think. That's not the issue. And the issue is not don't do it for a reward. A reward. The issue is actually which audience and which reward. Jesus assumes that, that we actually want people to notice us but he's saying, don't seek people to notice you, but the Father. He's actually saying it's actually fine to actually desire a reward, but his concern is that the reward of the praise of people means that you lose the reward of the Father. And he is concerned about that. Os Guinness puts it this way, the question is not whether we have an audience, but which audience we have. Who do we want to notice us? Who do we want to reward us? And Jesus is saying that there's, there's a way that is better. And this is the way of Jesus, is actually to live all of our life before an audience of one. To have an audience, to be living before somebody, wanting them to notice you and be aware of you, but it's the right person. It's the Father. And it's the person who notices all of life. And not just the things that we do, but our hearts all the time. Jesus is actually saying that's the way to live, an audience of one, seeking the Father's recognition, the Father who sees in secret, and the Father who rewards. So I'm going to go through and just give, give a few um, thoughts about what, how this could play out in our lives and why this is just so brilliant and, and wonderful way that Jesus leads us in. Firstly, that this way, living this way, living before an audience of one, before the Father who sees in secret, actually leads to freedom from dependence on the approval of other people. It's so easy, right, to live being so aware of what people think all the time. I don't know if you struggle with this. I definitely struggle with this. Um, seeking to please people, wanting people to be happy, or even just not wanting people to be upset at you. Right, like, and, and I've struggled with that for a long time, and, and God is still working a lot on that with me. And I had this realization a few years ago where I just realized that I, I do that all the time. Like I'm constantly got my defenses up. I'm, I'm wanting to make sure people are happy. I'm wanting to please. And just feeling God want, wanting me to stop that and actually just trust him and actually say what people think is what they think. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to follow God and do what he says and trust him. And that to do that, like I could feel, I even felt it recently, it felt challenged to do that, feels really dangerous. Because to let go of your defenses, to let go of worrying about what people think, that, that feels dangerous. That means you're vulnerable, that means you're exposed, 
and actually just to trust God, that, that feels scary. But actually the opposite is true. The most dangerous thing is to live dependent on the approval of others, to live constantly needing affirmation and attention, to live not being actually blocked by if people won't like what you want to go somewhere, God's calling somewhere, people won't like it, that actually blocks it. It's actually a, a bondage. And Proverbs actually says this as well. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting in the Lord means safety. It's actually, that, that, that for me, because it's just like a defense mechanism that I built up, to let that go feels dangerous, but it's actually the safest place. Psalm 62, for God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. This, this just, me and God, depending on him, that's actually the safest place, even though it can feel dangerous. Henry Nouwen describes it like this. In our society, we are inclined to avoid hiddenness. It's a secret place or just our, this secret life with God. We want to be seen and acknowledged. We want to be useful to others and influence the course of events. Now, that's, that's kind of true. In Australia, though, you kind of want to be seen, but you want to make sure that people don't think that you want to be seen because then you'll get cut down. So it's like even more confusing in Australia. So, but but, we, but that's still caring about what people think of us, right? But he said this, but as we become visible and popular, we quickly grow dependent on people and their responses and easily lose touch with God, the true source of our being. Actually, growing to be dependent on the approval of people actually draws us away from God and can actually be a form of, can be a trap, can be a form of bondage. We're not free. We're at the mercy of whatever the people around us think. And that this way of Jesus to live before an audience of one actually leads to a freedom, freedom from dependence on the approval of others. As well, secondly, can lead to integration of all of life. Jesus used this word hypocrites, right? The people who are announcing that they're giving this much and wanting people to see them. The word basically means actor, like they're, they're acting. And the interesting thing, right, about an actor is that that's what it is, right? It's an act. Like, I don't know if you've had this before. I've had it when you're watching a movie, you're watching a TV show and you're just so engrossed in it and you just love the characters and you're just getting to know them. And then all of a sudden you have this realization that they're just acting. Like, they're not real people. Like, they just go, there's a job, and then they go home. They had this thing, uh, there was a blog post I read this week, the, what the actors from the office are really like. And like, there's the nerdy guys, and then they, they look really cool in real life. Like, that's actually not what they're like. Like, they're just acting. And the interesting thing, right, is that you only act when there's a camera or when there's an audience or when there's people around, that, that, that's what an actor does, is, is you put on a show for the people who want to watch. And that's what Jesus is saying. These people, right, are not giving because they want to give. They're giving because people are watching. They're acting. It's an act. So if there was nobody watching, they probably wouldn't give. Do you see? There's this public act, and there's the private reality that actually they're not giving out of love for God or love for people, they're actually just wanting attention and approval. It, it, it's acting. And that leads to this disintegration. There's, there's this person's like this when people are watching and like this when they're alone. And it's actually not how we're supposed to live. It's, it's, it's fake and it's actually a performance. And what Jesus is wanting is actually an integrated 
life, where who we are in public is actually the same as who we are in private. We don't have to act. This is how N.T. Wright puts it. He says, what is clear this is, is that Jesus is inviting followers into a life in which the inside and outside match perfectly because both are focused on the God who sees in secret. Again, if the audience that we're living before is the one God who sees in secret, then you can never act, right? If you act, he still knows your heart. Like, he knows everything. And if we're constantly living before him, then that's all of life. When we're in church, he's with us. When we're at home, he's with us. When we're at work, he's with us all the time. And if he's the one that we're living before, then all of life is integrated and one. We don't have to act or put on a show. And lastly, this leads to the intimacy that we actually long for. There's actually this desire, like particularly in kids, um, when I was teaching prep even, like the kids just want you to watch them. Like they, wanted, they do something and they want attention. Like particularly kids that I had that, that probably didn't really have dads around, um, they would really want attention. Like even if they were just spinning around and falling over, like they would want me to look at them and, and, and they would want to see it. They'd want attention. And that's like an ingrained thing that we have as a child, right, is that we actually want the attention of our parents. And the interesting thing is, though, that this doesn't actually really go away. We kind of learn ways to, to manage it or cope, it, cope with it or express it in different ways. This is how um, Dale Bruner says it. The child's watch me becomes the adult's more unspoken but just as deep notice me. We were made to, be no- to notice and be noticed by God. And this is this thing, like the, right, the people who are in the first century there announcing with the trumpets that we're giving, they want to be noticed. And we all have that to a degree, that we do something good, like we want someone to notice. Like we want someone to see. We want someone to approve. There's actually this deep desire for that. And this is saying that's not bad, but actually the person who notices and the one who would actually satisfy that desire is the father, that he actually notices. He's actually aware. But it's only when we actually are in that hidden place with him, the secret place with him, living a life before the audience of one that we actually get to experience that intimacy. Henry Nouwen, again, he puts it like this, One of the reasons that hiddenness is such an important aspect of the spiritual life is that it keeps us focused on God. In hiddenness, we do not receive human acclamation, admiration, support, or encouragement. In hiddenness, we have to go to God with our sorrows and joys and trust that God will give us what we most need. In the same way, if we're we're living, again, just in the public, it can easily draw us away from God. But actually being in the secret place that keeping things a secret between you and God actually leads to this intimacy, actually leads to having to go to him and having to trust in him and actually brings that intimacy with desire. He says, it is in hiddenness that we can find a true intimacy with God and a true love for people, actually in secret with God. So we're saying the way of Jesus is to live life, all of our life before an audience of one that this, this leads to freedom from the approval of others, leads to integration all of life, it leads to, um, I forgot my last point, intimacy, intimacy with the Father that we long for 
as well. And I think probably a lot of us, a lot of you guys, already live this. There's, there's so many people in this church that, that do so many things, it's particularly in terms of giving, time, money, energy, love, throughout the week, that, that you guys probably just do it without even thinking. Your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is doing. You just provide a meal for someone in need, give a friend a call who needs help, and, and nobody notices, probably. Like, nobody necessarily thanks you. And you might have even been thinking that for a while, like, I've been doing this thing for so many years and no one's thanked me. And this is saying that actually, well, the Father notices. Like, God notices. Like, every single little act of love and service that goes unnoticed by everyone else, He notices. And more than that, He rewards that. He has a reward. And Jesus is saying it's actually good to be excited about that. He doesn't say what the reward is, but it's from the Father. It's going to be good. And, and, and it's actually good and okay to be excited about that, to acknowledge that, and actually to, to live and know that he sees all the things that you do for him, that you do for others as well. Maybe, though, this is, this is, this is a struggle. And actually, most of the time, you're only motivated to give or do things if people will see and people will notice. Well, a little, a little step that we can embrace in terms of growing in this, is, is a discipline. And again, spiritual discipline, the point is not to do the thing. It, the thing is like a vehicle to shape and grow our heart. And when you pray, the point is not to pray. The point is to grow in intimacy and relationship with God and talk to God. And this is a discipline called the discipline of secrecy, where we do something and deliberately keep it a secret. So one step this week or, or sometime would be just next time that you give or that you serve, or you do something for God, for others, just don't tell anybody. Just keep it a secret between you and God. Like there might be the tendency, like, like you just sort of want to drop it there somewhere or just sort of maybe just make some reference to it. Just, just don't. Don't tell anybody. And when you do that, though, remember the Father sees and he will reward you. He notices. And again, this is not just like... Well, God just, just notices. Like, this is like the Father. This is the God, the one whose opinion is the only opinion that matters. And he sees everything, and he sees you in secret, and he gives you his attention, and he notices you, even the small acts of love and generosity. And you just kind of think, well, what, what would we prefer? Because in some ways, often we might prefer to be the world-famous humanitarian, Nobel Peace Prize, like everyone writes books, like the person that everyone knows and praises, like, like that's like the life, but, but not actually connected to God. And God, like the Father's not aware of that. Like someone might live that kind of life, right? Famous, successful, awards, amazing, everyone notices, but not connected to the Father. Or what about the life of just mundane service, faithfulness to God, over a lifetime, and nobody knows. Nobody notices. But you're actually famous in heaven. The Father notices, and he gives his approval and his attention. And Jesus is saying, that is way, 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 way better than this. Like, like that, that praise of man, that attention from man, like Jesus is like, that's your reward, but you miss out on the reward of the Father. 
which is way beyond that. So this way of Jesus to live before an audience of one um, is, is something we can embrace and seek to grow in and know that the Father loves us and sees us in secret. So I'm going I'm to pray um, and, and then we're going to sing to finish off. Father, we, um, yeah, we can just really take, take you for granted often um, and even just desire people's praise and thanks even more than yours. Um, and I suppose we just say we're sorry. And would you teach us to live before you, um, to live all of our lives before you, the, the public life, the private life. Lord, would, would you just be our audience and we live for your reward, not, not the reward of the praises of people. So Father, we just pray that you just bring about this freedom, this intimacy, Lord, this integration, this life that's available in you. Um, and we just ask God that, yeah, you would, you would speak even now as we just respond and meet with you. We just pray this in your name. Amen.